0: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. So often in the New Testament, walking with Jesus means walking uphill. Just after Jesus was born, his parents took him up to the temple to redeem him as their firstborn son, according to the law. At Transfiguration, it was up the mountain to see Moses and Elijah. Today, it is up to Jerusalem. Tomorrow up to Golgotha, with Jesus it always seems to be uphill. For us, that often seems to be a problem. For us, uphill usually means being tired or troubled or worse. It was uphill to the temple to redeem him according to the law. There they met Simeon who prophesied to Mary, This child is destined to cause the rise and fall of many in Israel. This child will be spoken against, and a sword will pierce your soul. It was uphill to the mountain of transfiguration, where Jesus morphed, where he changed. And the change was so incredible that the disciples were thrown scared to death face down. It will be uphill to Jerusalem this Monday, Thursday, when the disciples are scattered, leaving Jesus all alone and unloved. It is uphill to that green hill far away, this Good Friday, where Jesus dies. Why is it so tiring and troubling to be with Jesus? Because it is so tiring and troubling to be Jesus. Jesus, you see, is given to life. Jesus is all about sight for the blind and release for the captives. Jesus is all about bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. What Jesus really cares about is pouring out his life for the life of the world in acts of mercy and words of consolation. That is what Jesus cares about. But... He came to his own home, to his own people, and his own people knew him not. Do you see? It really is that simple. Jesus is all about life. The world is all about death. And when the two of them meet, something must give. For the last three years, it has been a standoff. Jesus preaches, and they accuse him of breaking the law of Moses. Jesus heals, and they accuse him of having a demon. Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead, and Caiaphas prophesies, it's best if one man dies for the good of all the people. Jesus brings the kingdom of God, and they accuse him of sedition. This man is no friend of Caesar's. Why is it so tiring and troubling to be with Jesus? Why is it always so uphill? Because Jesus lives in constant rebellion under a weight greater than gravity. He lives in constant rebellion under the weight of our sin. He senses that, and he pushes. And sin pushes back. And yet when I look at you, I have trouble getting all of this to add up, to understand precisely why we find all this so tiring and troubling. You kids, you confirmation kids, you high school kids, you say you don't want to be an American idiot. You say you are all about independence, all about making your mark. You say you're all about rebelling against old duffers like me. Good. So why don't you then? Why don't you give up the herd? Why don't you give up your crowd? Why don't you give up the world and follow an ass, a colt, the foal of an ass, and the king who rides upon them? Why don't you really rebel against something that matters and embrace the uphill? Of course it is the same for adults, for your parents, for those around you, and for me. We always say that we are all about freedom, all about independence, all about choices. We all want to be our own man or our own woman. Good. Then why don't we? This morning, most of the world is not coming to church, is not praying, is not tithing, and is not engaged in any act of mercy. So all of you who are so independent, why don't you strike a blow for freedom? Why don't you give those things a try? Why don't you be your own man or your own woman, no matter what your next-door neighbors think? Why don't you embrace the uphill? Maybe we have all confused Jesus and Sisyphus. You remember Sisyphus from your mythology class. He was the one destined to roll a rock uphill forever. And when he rolled it to the top, it rolled back down upon him, and every day for all eternity, he started again. That seems hopeless. And none of you want to be found playing out a losing hand. But that, you see, is not the story of Jesus Christ. Jesus' life is a constant pushback. That is true. It is always, it seems, uphill. And there is death at the top. But for Jesus, Good Friday is followed by Easter, and Easter is the final say. It is appointed for a man once to die. And then what comes next seals his fate. Next, for Jesus, will be Easter. And Easter is the proclamation that Jesus was not only righteous, but right. That he was, in fact, both Son of God and Son of David for our Hosanna in the flesh salvation. Easter will flatten the mountains and straighten the roads and put the wind at your back if you will only let it. But the only way to Easter is through Good Friday. Until then, until your final consummation, until you are raised from the dead, until then, it is all, my friends, uphill. So if you are actually going to stick around, there are two things you should realize. First, if you are going to be a disciple, it's going to take a load of open-mindedness and courage and discipline and obedience, to see beyond the normal kings who oppress us, who live in opulence and ride war horses, who work the system and stall ethics investigations, who give contracts to their friends and take junkets, and leave the poor unfed and unprotected, and care little for the unborn or those who live by way of feeding tube. If you are going to run uphill against all of that, you should know that it will take some measure of courage and obedience and discipline and open-mindedness to go forward against the world. And second, you all better stick together. Later on this week, on Thursday, there will be a very lonely moment when the disciples flee. Scattered as individuals... They are no good to anyone, not even to Jesus, who is then left to make his way uphill all alone. Up mountain, up sin, up cross, up death, all alone. Later, those individuals only come to have impact when they are gathered back together, on Easter night, they are gathered by Christ's breath. He breathes on them. Receive the Holy Spirit. Now go forgive sins. They are gathered by his touch. Thomas, if you can't believe, then stick your hand in my side and see it's true. They are gathered by his spirit on Pentecost. And then they gather 3,000 more. And gathered together, they go out into the world. <laughs> You have had your Pentecost, you who are baptized, you have had it here in the font, water and spirit. Which means that you have gotten the secret sign, the special handshake, the tattoo, the code words. You have been gathered as rebels, as church, together, as body of Christ, as life set against a dying world. If you are going to run against that world, up all those hills, you better stick together. And if you do, the surprise, I think you'll find it refreshing. There are few places more enlivening than base camp on Everest about to ascend. There are few things more exciting than to be one of 64 climbing the bracket. There are few places better than the temple up on Mount Zion, than the transfiguration up on Mount Hermon, than the cross up on Mount Golgotha. There are few matters that are more exhilarating in life than the rebellion against death, than the discipline against evil, the obedience to Christ, the proclamation in word and in deed, Not just talking, but acting in mercy. A life of prayer and tithing. A life gathered round the altar. A life on the uphill all together. If you go today, you can still see it. If you go and if you get a good guide, you can still see it in the Holy Land. You can see where they've dug tombs out of the soft stone. And then at the threshold of some of those tombs, there's a channel. There's a trough or a gutter. And in that gutter is a very large, round stone. You can still see it. You put a large, round stone in that gutter, and it rolls downhill. It is the seal of death, it is the world's last word. That will happen here this Friday. They will take Jesus down from the cross. They will very quickly wrap him in a shroud and a headcloth. They will put him in a tomb, and death will have its day. The rock will roll downhill. It will take some work, what with the Roman guards and the weight of the stone and the press of evil and the smell of death the descent into hell, and the return to the garden. That will take some work. But next Sunday, Jesus Christ will push back the stone one last time. He will push it back. He will push it uphill. Not so much to let himself out, but to let all of you in And that, you see, that, uphill, up trough, up gutter, up channel, up kingdom, up church, that is your gift lent into Easter. Use it well. Don't waste it. Follow along. Courage, obedience, open-mindedness. Push back and be together. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.